This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for Drank a half a bottle of scotch while I was here, too. I'll get into, yeah, I'll, yeah it's crazy stuff. Sorry, I, I should turn. No, I'm not kidding. I'll get into those details and more about the stocky uh, right here on the uh, Live at Five show. So, okay, so here's the thing. You came up from, where, where are you coming from? You, we knew you were coming this week. Where, where were you well, today? today? Step w- up just a little closer. Today I woke up uh, just outside of Philly. Philadelphia. Yeah, so today was... And you didn't get know. shot. It's incredible. You're, you're here to tell <laughs> suburbs, the story. Suburbs, suburbs, yeah. yeah. Um, I, have, I have a good friend who lives there. I haven't seen him forever, so we use it as an excuse to uh, stop over and see him. I was coming up from Blacksburg, Virginia before that. Really? So, yeah, because I've seen your, your website. You've been, you've been very busy this summer. Oh, my goodness. Just the last week or so, I've really indulged in running around with some buddies and... We've had a blast. It's been so fun. I, I miss ask, these guests. Inflation sucks. It affects you. It affects everybody driving. Yeah. Someone that drives from location to location, you're not flying. You dri- I mean, it's, yeah. it, it affects you regardless of how you get there. Yeah. But well, let me ask you, what do you, what do, you do up the, uh, t- t- you get more ticket sales or what do you do to pay <laughs> off the gas? Well, it, I sweat it out is what I do. And the tick the... You think the driving is bad? Try buying a plane ticket right now. Yeah, I know it's bad. I just booked some stuff to get to some gigs in Arkansas in, a, in about a month, and it's it hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I, I think this is a, this is a relative blip, but it is a painful one for sure. It is, and again, just as a footnote, we mentioned this the other day. Uh, it's uh, you are not a political person when you're on stage, although you did take po- oh, you poli sci major in college. I was going to teach tech? government. I, I studied American elections. That was my specialty. Isn't that wow? Yeah. So we could could you indulge as far as what happened in uh, 2020? I, well, I won't say I'm an expert anymore, but I I used to pay very close attention to that kind of thing. I was always fascinated by, by what made people laugh right. and what made people vote. Those were my two passions at the time. Right. Because you could tell a joke to a friend of yours and say it gets a four response. And you tell the same joke to a different friend an hour later and it gets an eight. Right. What's different? There's so many Mm -hmm. moments and did you trip over one of the syllables? Is it the wrong? Right demographic for this joke is right. it a reference you get or don't get is right. it about the moment where people weren't totally focused right. or right. weren't in a good mood right, I, right. And, and the similar kind of fascination like there was all this talk at the time about george bush is a guy you want to sit and have a beer with that's right. part of the voting mechanism and sure. some people are single issue voters and some people are party line voters and I was just intrigued by all of these things because they seem so ethereal sometimes. Right, right. It, it is true, but you get a different response. Like tonight, you'll have two shows, right? And you'll do your routine in both. Yep. I know there's a lot of uh, you know the differences and so forth. For the most part, there's a lot of similarities, and one will get a roar, and the other won't. Right. Now, I, I've ta- I mentioned this on the air, and it, and, it, and it extends beyond comedy. What happened, not to bring the room down with the next thing, but what happened in Evaldi, Texas a couple weeks ago, one person didn't act like a hero, and as a result, no one else ensued. It's the same thing. If someone laughs or claps, other people will feel, oh, I'm going to laugh and clap too. It's a crazy phenomenon. Yeah, there's uh, definitely a social momentum that can build in a positive or negative way. Right, right. Right. Sometimes you have the opposite where there's sort of this vibe of like, 
I'm tired. I'm not into it. And that kind of, that, that also snowballs. Right. Or you, the comic makes a, makes a mistake along the way. Right. You know, and now you got to dig out of a hole. Right. And sometimes you can't ever get out of it completely. Right. So it's all part of the craft of what it is to be a comic. And those of us who are the old school hard road dogs, on any given show, you yeah. might not get them, but you definitely right. have a better shot than the kids who are coming out of the big cities and don't have a lot of experience. Right, that's true. They have short sets, and they don't have the the experience of working in places where maybe comedy isn't there every night, right. and maybe the layout isn't perfect, and maybe right. the sound isn't perfect, and maybe the regulars in the bar used to be in there when there's not comedy. Exactly. This is my bar. Yeah. I'm Norm from Cheers. That might be one of the trickiest things, right. is when you go into a place... <laughs> That doesn't usually have comedy, right. and the guy is creating a problem in the show. Right. But the construct is that he's the regular in the bar in the town that I've never been to. Exactly. And so the bar owner doesn't defend me and the creativity in the show. Right. They defend Steve. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's that the doesn't home happen guy. often, but that is sort of a worst case scenario that we run into occasionally. Yeah. But you know, you were saying like some of the younger comics coming up right now. We talked about this the other day. Uh, seem to be left winged and always talking about politics. It's like you know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone made a joke about uh, uh, the death of of uh, 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 Trump's ex wife. You know, oh. I mean, you know, because they feel like that's open game. That's that's uh, it, yeah. we, we can do that. So, but you're saying that uh, Kostaki that their their uh, their sessions are shorter than others. Uh, they won't go on for like an hour like I'm you do. I'm over generalizing. Mm-hmm. This is a broad generalization about comics. They're kind of two. There's well, there's several worlds, but there are two big sort of rival worlds. Yeah. There's the big city comics and right. the sort of the road comics. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously. The road comics do big city comedy sure. and vice versa. But there are there are comics who, who live in and around New York and Boston and right. Chicago and L.A. who are really good at doing short sets in mm-hmm. front of relatively savvy comedy folk, mm-hmm. right? right? That's a different skill than doing an hour and a half mm-hmm. at a funny bone in Omaha. Right, right. So right. there's a little bit of a quiet rivalry between these two factions of right. comics. Right, right. Um, and I, you know, I'm mostly a road guy, even though I live in L.A. now and have lived in New York. My heart is in the road. And to me, the whole point of being a big city comic is to get the media exposure so that you can go sell tickets at the funny bone in Omaha. Well, yeah. And being on, a, <laughs> and being on an in, a national, for that matter, international show like Bob and Tom, that, that helps, too. Yes. Yes, of course. So that's been my primary media path. Right. I I didn't plan it that way. Right. I didn't necessarily write that script, right. but that was so, that was a door that opened, and I ran through it. And I have worked hard to stay in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And you've been in the building for how many years now? A long time now. It's been it's been a regular segment for about 13, 14 years. Nice. Yeah, yeah they've yeah. been great to me. They oh changed, yeah, but no, yeah, they that's changed on my the, life. That's you know? on, they have changed your life, but they yeah. again that, that place is. Uh, that's a lot of com- comedians have been on that show over the yeah, years. Yeah, they've been great to comics for always. And comics have been great for them. Yeah, sure. They built this giant radio empire. They did. And in part, it's been based on the, an early decision they made to include a lot of good live stand-up comics in right. their show. Right. They don't have any. They don't play any music anymore at all no. in the mornings. Right. It's all talk, and it's a lot of comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, comedy. And they're really good at... I mean, I don't have to tell you, as, yeah. a, as a stand-up, I've been in there a couple times when I was guest hosting. Mm-hmm. I was one of, the, uh, one of the handful of voices in the room for the four and a half hours. Nice. That's in Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah. That's so much harder than you think it is. It, oh, my God. Not you, yeah, but yeah. the listener. Well, four and a half hours any day, especially on a Monday morning where you don't want to be there, you're, that's tough to do. You have to keep the ball in the air, and you're not allowed to do the joke that you did last night in Watertown. That's true. You it's, already you did gotta it. you keep it fresh. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do. Right, right, right. I have you a can't work, skill set. You, you can't know? work the crowd when you're sitting in a studio also with no true. windows. You, yeah. you kind of are each other's crowd, and you right. build this sort of radio rapport, and right. those guys are really good at it, and... I can pull it off because I've been in and around it a right. long time, but that's not my best skill set. Right. In terms of doing a four and a half hour show, it's hard. It's a tough thing. I'm much yeah. better at working during the course of the week to build right. eight good minutes. Right. Come in, do right. them, and leave. Right. That's my skill set. I, I went on something last <laughs> night because I'm, I'm, you know, going to go up in front of you uh, tonight with. Uh, I was the M- nominated as the MC. Not going to do any uh, uh, stand-up stuff. <laughs> nominated is a good word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, nomi- yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like someone's like, uh, "What are you doing tomorrow?" I said nothing. I said, "Can you take me to the airport?" It was way before Uber. Actually, that was you know the guy who just died. A big guy died. Sixty something years old. Big, big, big. What was his name? 
Uh, uh, I got sued there in, La- in Las Vegas for something. He used to be, he, he did the diving show with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Forgetting his name. Anyway, oh, that was his job. Oh, uh, yes. wow. Now you stumped me. I know. Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. Yeah. Such a, it, it, you know, you remember those jokes. Oh, Louis's great. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, and again, uh, yeah, just the, I go, I'm old school. We talked about George Carlin the other day. By the way, we're with, if you're just tuning in a live five show, Kostaki's in town. He's got two shows tonight at the Bad Apple Saloon, 7.30 and around 9.30 in the second show. First show is sold out. Sold out. Second show, we're getting a lot of inquiries. So uh, call up the club right now. Ask to see if you can just get there early uh, for the second show at around 930. But old school. I just loved watching the Dean. I'm a little older than you. Uh, uh, Dean Martin uh, roast. Mm. They, they could not play them today. Yeah. Uh, but Don Rickles was the king of comedy, in my opinion. Yeah, he definitely was. Great. But yet you watch some of the stuff now. The stuff that you said, oh, comedy was so much better back in the day. And then some days you watch some stuff on YouTube, obviously, from 40 years ago. I said, Don Riggles wasn't as funny as they thought he was. But nonetheless, <laughs> because he was so shocking and he told everyone in the audience that they were ugly and got away with it, that's what you know made him so so famous. But again, I, I, it's tough to beat those acts back in the day, especially with baby boomers like myself. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and some of the, and, and like, any, like any art or anything, there's not even art. that You can look back and go, wow, some of this really holds up. Yeah. Some of it is maybe the best that ever was. Right. And some of it doesn't hold up. Not at all. And that's, that's true of anything it, in any walk of it, life, it, right? It, it, yeah. It, well, the late, great uh, Greg Giraldo. Yeah. He, he had his I'm own. I'm a huge t- fan. You're a huge fan. You know, do you ever watch the show on Reels Network about autopsy, about famous people who've died, and it leads up to how they died and it does their whole no, history? No, they did one on Greg? No, but I said, geez, if there's one guy, I mean, there's a lot of guys you can do it. They did Elvis a thousand <laughs> times. Uh, comics, yeah, yeah, you could do Mel, uh, you know, um, uh, John, John, John Belushi and how he died oh, in the Hollywood sure, Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Greg Giraldo was in, of all places, New Brunswick, New Jersey, back in, I believe, 09 or 10, whichever. And he was at the top of his career, but just in the beginning, he was a lawyer. Yeah. He had his own show in the 90s on cable somewhere. Yeah. And then he started off doing things on Stern. He started reading things off the piece of paper. I saw, you know, you watch things on, on YouTube. He was awful. I mean, he was terrible. His timing was bad. He's like, he was reading something from notes he wrote at a cocktail nap the night before. But he got so god awful good. He was so good. Even he was Jeff, one of the best. Jeff Ross was like, "This guy's the best ever." They just uh, there's a uh, the guy that runs the um, the booking at the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. Yeah, uh, is doing a he's he's participating in a stu- in a study. They're writing this big academic paper about uh, comedy specials. Yeah, and they were asking the input of comics with specials. And they wanted us to vote on our top several specials of all time. Yeah, and I put Geraldo in my top. Did you really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's underrated. He's amazing. If you're listening right now and you don't know who we're talking about, right, right, right. Look him up. There's yeah. a special called Midlife Vices. Interesting. It's free on YouTube, and it is Say it one again. of the Midlife Vices. Midlife Vices. Gotcha. It's one of the best hours in all of comedy history. Really, my opinion. Yeah, no. I mean, we're talking about him because I had so. You mentioned someone the other day, Brian Regan. Regan. Yeah. Uh, he's still doing it. Oh, he's yeah. been around for th- at least 25, 30 years. Oh, at least. And he has that. Well, that, that type thing. Bill Barr is really killing it now. Bill Burr's been Bill one Burr, of the best me. for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and Bill Maher is was a comedian. He did some crappy <laughs> movies in the 80s and so forth. But now he used to own the Mets of all things. So he made a good. He's very good though. He's I don't good. like his politics, but I like the fact that he can attack his own and make sense in the process. Oh yeah, well he's a little libertarianish, yes, yes. which gives him some space to make fun of the Dems as well. Right. But he's as a. You have to admit that he's great at what he does. Right. The, I agree. The guy that. Family Guy. What's his name? Oh, jeepers. I'm, I'm throwing a lot of names at you. I'm forgetting. Yeah. He, he looks like uh, one of the Brady Bunch, too. Uh, well, Greg, not Greg, but the second Bob. Bob not Bob. Whichever. He look, <laughs> he's the guy who created Family Guy. He is so politically incorrect in that show. Now, I know he doesn't write it anymore because oh, he, right. he took his money and ran like Sam Simon for, for, the, uh, for the Simpsons. <laughs> and why not? But the show is so politically incorrect, and yet he is such a lefty. It's incredible how what he gets away with in that show. Oh, that's hilarious. that line that you're drawing. So... All right, well, let's, let's knock this around. If we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about it, let's do it. Yeah. Why yeah. is it fair? I'm not suggesting that it isn't. Right. Let's discuss it. Right. Is it fair that we blame the left for political correctness? Mm. Is yeah. that true? Is that really what's happening? Well, they're the ones that are the most objectionable. They're the ones that are going to heckle you for saying something about, you know, a fat woman on stage. Are they a subset of the left that doesn't fit in the rest of the left? That's a good point. I don't know the answer to that. I, 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 here's another question, Kostaki. Because I'm a comic, yeah, right. and for me, yeah. the freedom to say whatever the hell you want right. is sacrosanct. Right. That's the key to the whole operation. It is. I understand that's not always what the 
parameters are, right. but it is right. an important premise to try to embrace. And that mm. arguably should be a pillar of the left's point of view. Right. Yeah, it should. It should be. I we- think broadly your suggestion is right mm-hmm. that the the crux of the problem is the super PC police, right. which seem to tend to be lefties. Sure, sure. But it's a puzzle to me. Really interesting. Well, well let me ask you this. Uh, <laughs> which side of the political coin, if any, uh, is a Karen come from? That, you know, wh- you know th- wh- where do the Karens Again, come from? Left a, or right? We, we, we associate that with the old school right. Right. But is that fair, too? I, no, it's not. I don't think it is. I, I think it's the other way around. I think the original Karen... Uh, in the modern sense, was the woman in Central Park that was yelling at the African-American dude right. for looking at that's birth. The, that's the image that I just had when you said Karen. There's something going on here. Right. That was the original Karen, although there's others over the years. <laughs> but she was the original in a modern-day sense because it was just before COVID. Then COVID hit. Uh, George Floyd hit a couple of months later. And right. the world turned. Uh, but this, then Karen started coming out more yeah, and more. Yeah. But right. she was because she was a Hillary Clinton uh, you know, follower making $400,000 a year. But she went ape, you know... S, S- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that day because she felt threatened for some reason. Now the she guy was, was just Clinton minding supporter? Goes, yeah, she oh, was a Hillary Clinton supporter. I didn't, I didn't yeah. remember that. Big time banker. I mean, she's living there in Manhattan. You know. But, so, it's, but, yeah, but that, I think, again, yeah. it's just a term that we made up. Mm-hmm. But I think it wh- what we apply it to is sort of that sort of privileged and scared white middle class. Right. Yeah, right? right. Upper middle class. Privileged. Get it my way or the, or the highway. Right. right. And there's a guy who looks scary and, right. you know, that we, we might land on that idea for reasons that are unsavory. Right. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. Or yeah. uh, you're at, you're, you want your coffee your way and you're right. going to be a total a-hole about getting it. Exactly. That's the Karen. I, that doesn't seem to be along party lines. You could have people of all ilks uh, anyone, walks of yeah. life. And like you said, you know, right. doing a show on a Monday morning, sometimes you don't know who's walking in the room. Bob could be upset. Tom could be like, I don't want to be here. But you got to put it on that smiley face anyway. A lot of people choose not to do that. Yeah. Either it's either you know the DMV line or at the airport or a convenience store at a Starbucks. Right. Yeah. But I think we see, I don't think, I know we see more of this because of because of this. All of us are journalists. Yeah, I'm showing my smartphone. Yeah. So we're capturing more stuff now. Now, which is really difficult for a serial killer to be a serial killer. Have you noticed that? <laughs> it's a tough time to be one, uh, so, which is good in a sense. But we're seeing it the ugly side of America, or the world for that matter. And the good side. I think so. We're recording yeah. everything. We're, we're seeing kids, smiling kids, uh, first time in a, in a right. bathtub, whichever. Yeah, yeah. Norm MacDonald has a, had a great joke about, you know, there, there was one picture of his grandfather, mm-hmm. right, when yeah. he was a kid. And you could see in his eyes, he's like, Somebody's got to feed these hogs. You know, right, like, right, right. There's one picture, and he goes, now you're like, you want to see 100,000 pictures of my grandfather? Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> That's how much the world's changed and, in one and, generation. And, and they're crappy pictures. <laughs> I mean, cause, you know, no, seriously, because, you know, my, my brothers and sisters are older than me, and every time we notice, the, the, you know, in the beginning when we look through our family album, which, by the way, we lost when we moved out of Queens in the early 90s, my parents did. But nonetheless, everyone was dressed, everyone was, for, everyone was standing up straight, everything was framed perfectly. And the reason being is because you had, you know, you had, a, you had to spend money on film, yeah. you know, through the 60s, it was 70s. A rare and event. Then you waited three weeks to get the, you know, it was rare. So you prepped for it. Now it's everyone, you know, everything's cocked. You got technology better than what they have in satellites that were launched 10 years ago. Right. And yet people don't know, don't know how to point and shoot. Right. So there's a, there's a give and take in everything. <laughs> right. That's uh, right. I, I say the same thing about desktop publishing. It, it was so good for the industry. And yet you look at stuff on billboards on the highway and you can't make heads and tails out of it. Yeah. And if you notice people that are protesting these days, like Antifa and so forth, you can't read their signs. They're doing it on the back of some box, of RCA box, in their latest TV set. Back in the old days, you go, they went to the print shop and they did it. They were dressed. How did we go backwards when technology went way forward? I, the different a, things I try to figure that's out. That's a fair question. Kistaki. That's a fair question. I don't know why we... Uh, we go backwards and so often and, 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 and talk. I mean, I knew someone who worked here at a local manufacturing plant. Uh, had this older lady, old school lady, pick up the phone. Hi, this is the air brake. Can I help you? And this is great. She would take me right to the phone. And then about two years later, this is early 90s, they got rid of that. And you think about that. Whatever happened to the person that took calls for the entire company? Oh, you know, right. oh this is modern. Uh, modern It sucks. Yeah. Because you don't get it. You just lose that personal touch. So I think collectively, all those yeah. little things like Bill Burr gets upset with over nothing. Yeah. Because I saw a bit from him from Conan O'Brien like four years ago where everything just drives him crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think sometimes we, we do get that you know, where the slightest things do get us all pissed off. Right. And that's... 
Part that's of that's good. a comedic voice, so he's cranking that up for comedic effect. Yes. That's what Lewis Black does. Lewis, yeah, I know good. him a little bit, is one of the sweetest. He reminds me of my dad. He's like a really genuinely kind guy. Super smart. Fairly too. calm yeah, most of yeah, the time. Yeah. But one night I was with him. This was years ago. It was after a show. He had a couple of glasses of wine. And uh, the the uh, owner of the of the comedy club had some strong opinions about education. And Lewis has teacher parents and very passionate subject. Hmm. And that sort of, that, yeah, that came boy. out right right and it was interesting from it was a good comedic lesson for me because i realized what lewis did in in watching this in reverse mm-hmm. was he grabbed a little part of himself that was true and real and organic and he exaggerated it to build a comic character mm-hmm. and that's that may be the best way to do it because sometimes when you're doing a voice that's not really your own exactly right. it it rings false. Right. But Lewis did it in a way that rings true because it is true. Mm-hmm. It's just the smaller part of himself that mm-hmm. he blows up on stage. Mm-hmm. Because he is a sweet, calm, nice guy who right. does get really angry about the stupidity in the world. The, you know, someone like Lewis Black, by the way, he was here in Watertown years ago. He stopped off. Someone noticed him. He, was, he wasn't here for an event, but he came through. He must have been going somewhere else. Maybe Messina for all we know. Or Montreal, whatever, Ottawa. And he stopped off, and he had, he w- we had the Iris Fest at the time. But he's the old-school type of guy that I look at, like a Jeff Ross, where they, they are the real deal. They're smart. They're intelligent. I just wonder, Kostaki, you and I talked about the new generation of, and I don't want to harp on this forever, but does, does a Lewis Black look like look at the, the new comics with a little bit of concern and disdain, like that's not how you do it, or am I looking at it wrong? Uh, maybe I'm looking at it through my lens again, yeah. because I immediately thought, Oh, Lewis is one of my guys because he's a road dog for forever and then blew up in the big media machine later in life. Interesting. So generally when you have a gigantic comedic success in a media in media universe, mm-hmm. it's because you hung in there in the big city until you finally found the right path. Right. Uh, Lewis is a model from the other end of it. Lewis and... Uh, I'm trying to think of some other names. Ron White. Right, right. Ron, Ron White. White yeah, he was, was up here. Yeah. roaming around for 30 years before he really made it. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. He's a very, He and Lewis maybe are the two best examples of the, the dream of the middle American road comic. Right. These guys who floated around making $1,500 a week for right. decades. Right. And then finally, boom. You know, it happened. The roof flew off, and, and they became giant stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty unusual path, but it's possible. It's po- good. Well, and you, you're doing the same path yourself. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have my own sort of junior version of that, and I, for whatever reason, these things, some of them are fluky, and some of them are, you know, maybe I've made some decisions I right. can second guess, but right. for whatever reason, television has been a little like, meh with me right and radio has been like come on right 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 and so i just put my head down and ran to radio radio has been great to that's me. awesome well i mean jimmy kimmel started uh, in radio yeah uh along with others uh adam carello was started in radio sure, that yeah, they, they, that's course. how they got the but you're living in los angeles so you're doing you're, you're doing pretty good because i know the cost of living in any yeah, city particularly right. la is real difficult but these it days. is a bad it is a bad business model to make your money in watertown and yeah, spend yeah. It in LA. <laughs> that's not right. the best that's not what you draw up uh, that's that's <laughs> true but what made you here it is you're born in you're born in florida raised in georgia you yep. went to georgia tech or georgia university i went to university of georgia university of georgia. almost went to tech a lot of my close friends did i right. considered it i was a math nerd and a chess chess team guy right but i didn't want to be an engineer right and I wanted to have a lot of choices because I didn't know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And the University of Georgia had 28,000 students at the time. Wow. And it was a big university with a lot of things. And it was the perfect choice for me right. because I went and I went to concerts and speakers. And, right. and I ended up as a part of the University of Georgia Amateur Comedians Club. Isn't that something? Which they didn't have at Georgia Tech or a smaller school. So that was a choice on my plate. Right. And I ended up getting involved with those guys. And, right uh, off the bat, when you got there as a freshman or later Well, on? actually, it was a group that formed later. I My first time on stage, I was a sophomore, and I didn't do comedy again for a year. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Amateur Comedians Club formed, and mm. I joined. And then I really, like, I took a hard run at it because I loved it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at it. But it was fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And we had a little club, and we would charge a dollar for the flyers. Uh, you know, to pay for the next week. Sure. And uh, most of the audience were our friends. Right. 
you know, we were in the basement of a pizza joint on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, mm. we were figuring it out and learning how to write jokes and perform them and plan it out and mm-hmm. eat it and kill and mm-hmm. have all the feelings. and Right. Right. It's uh, there's a very steep learning curve at the beginning of stand-up comedy. There is, <laughs> and, it's, and and obviously you have to have the you know you have to have thick skin is one thing. Yeah, you got to be sure. smart. You yeah. got to be smart. And, and you yeah. know just because you went to college doesn't mean you're smart. But you're a smart guy, Kostaka. We know that. Well, a chess yeah. guy, po- solid po- poli sci. Uh, you know all that stuff. You know it's not like you went in there like I did as a communications major. Like it was basically un- you know I, I undeclared. Uh, but it, but you have to be smart because you got to be up on things. And we talked about George Carlin and scores of others. Unless you're a guy that's blowing up uh, you know watermelons uh, with your sledgehammer, <laughs> you're not that type of guy. You're not a slap. So you have to rely on your brain, and that's what you do all the time you go on the stage yeah it's the writing the writing part of stand-up does require sort of a bare minimum of uh wherewithal right right, right. which i don't think is true for actors if you don't mind me taking a swipe at actors go right ahead they're fine and some of them are the most some of the most brilliant people in our society right but you know if you meet a comic you're pretty sure it's a smart guy yeah. When you meet an actor, like that is no not guarantee. an assumption you're going to make. No, no. Look some at Alec Baldwin. Are, no, some of, some of them are really good yeah. at making believe. Right, right. Sure. But they're not bright people. No. They don't have to write the words. Right, right. <laughs> that's right. They got to reenact them. That's why I, when I was, that's not why, but it was yeah. one of the reasons that I was especially annoyed by the Will Smith thing. Okay. I was like, Chris Rock is a national treasure. He is. And you are an actor. Right. <laughs> like, right you don't right. get to hit this guy. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. Yeah. And it uh, pretty much ruined his career because he's losing gigs and whatnot. He'll probably come back. He's Will Smith is that big. But oh, it was an embarrassment for the actors versus the. Uh, and, and by the way, I don't know if you know this. Chris Rock was offered to, to host the uh, the Oscars. He turned them down. Is that right? Yes. That oh, was I just the other day, that. and I think that was a smart move. Uh, because yeah. even though that's a big, by the way, the three women that did, you know, Schumer and uh, Wanda Sykes, I, I'll, I'll reserve the right to say this. I know you, oh, okay. you, it's one of you, they're your fellow comedians. <laughs> they're not funny. Uh, uh, they, it's, it, I use the scenarios like women could be funny because there's not many women, funny women and they can get away with stuff like they do in a crowded club. They could push you and you turn around. You're like, I'm going to beat the hell out of this guy. Then it's Amy Schumer. You know, you can't do that. So in other words, they get away with it because they know they know they can and not many women talk as dirty as Amy Schumer but after a while that wears thin in my book. Can uh, I do both? Can I, can yeah, I go right walk ahead. both sides of go, this? By all means. I think there's some truth to the broad notion that sometimes women comics get more media exposure ahead sure. of some of the men at the same level no doubt. because they're so few and far between exactly. and the executives would like for the show to look like America Right. Even though most stand-up shows mm-hmm. look like thirty-seven-year-old white guys, right, right, and so you end up putting advancing some of those beyond maybe where they belong mm-hmm. here and there on in media, right. However, I will defend uh, Amy Schumer can hang with these guys. I've seen Interesting. her. Gotcha. I've seen her in clubs, yeah. and she's followed Dave Attell and has done Late Night with Letterman and some of these things that are. Very hard to do well. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Wanda. She used to write for Chris Rock's show. Interesting. She's been, she's acclaimed as a great comedy writer. So I will say those two comics, in my opinion, are good comics. Mm-hmm. Now, you might, you know, nothing's more subjective than stand-up comedy. Sure. Uh, but they're good at what they do. Mm. Uh, Lisa Lampanelli, did she quit? She quit. Yeah, I think I saw her last show. She just walked off the stage. Yeah, um, she had sort of a... She had sort of a famous life realization that she didn't like the kind of stuff she was doing, mm-hmm. and she is doing other things. She lost a ton of weight. Sometimes that's the kiss of death, too, like Roseanne. <laughs> Although she, she was on, uh, I, don't know, I was going to say fentanyl. She wasn't on that uh, and when she got a little loopy that night. But, uh, I, again, I, 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 I say that only because I, I just I think too much of the politics comes out in a Wanda Sykes and whatnot. I loved her uh, and the Larry David show and a lot of other things. But uh, things have just gotten out of hand, in my opinion. i got to do a break, believe it or not. Oh. Can you stick around? you got to go back to your hotel, I get ready. i to take a shower and get my head straight. So, okay, so uh, let's do this. Uh, two shows tonight, uh, B- Bad Apple Saloon. Go to, where do we go? I mean, go to, go to uh, 94 Rock website. The first one's sold out. So go online yeah. and try to buy tickets to the Late Show. If it's not too late, do that. Kostaki.com. Spell your name, please. C-O-S-T-A-K-I.com. One of the many advantages of being named Kostaki, yeah. you can get the website with just your first name. 
Th- really, that's right. That's well, that, that's true. Years ago, yeah. I had to wait until a Greek in Australia had a like crummy homepage, yeah, with pictures of his kids, yeah, and he bailed, and I was, well, I'll take that. Oh, really? You yeah. didn't have to buy it from him. No, you didn't no. sit on it like some he other just people. Stopped having it, and then I grabbed it. Isn't that something? Well, good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, you know, does Cher have her own website? Or, I'm or sure. Mad- any of Madonna? these names. That's the advantage. <laughs> Adele. Does she have her own website? I doubt it. So someone else is sitting on that. I can guarantee. Uh, it's reasonable. Uh, Fifteen dollars if you get it right now for the second show online, or twenty dollars at the door. Save yourself five bucks. Uh, but at the same time, if you pay at the door, at least Kostaki has more gas money to get back to Los and Angeles. And by the way, I'm doing a whole new hour. I've never done this. I've retired the prior stuff. So if you've ever seen me before, come see it. It's a whole new thing. So this is all brand new from the beginning. My life is weird, and I'm talking about that. I got a lot of new jokes. You, you do. And by the way, the, the, the excerpt that I got from the video I did the other day, where was that? Where, what club was that uh, done at? You tell me what what, what clip was that? Uh, the, the one I showed you on, on Facebook. I, I there is a way to download a oh, YouTube I did video. Oh, I see that. I forget. Uh, that. You had a blue thing in the background with like you know different designs on it. Uh, it, oh. it looked like a nice set. Oh, it was the um, I think it was the Dry Bar special. Where's that? What city? It was uh, Salt Lake City, Provo area. Gotcha. It's Mormons. It's the Christian comedy people. Right. So guys came up with multiple wives at that show. I guess. <laughs> I mean, what do you do when you go to a Mormon show? You got to mention something about polygamy, right? You have to. <laughs> but they're doing tapings there all the time. It's like this machine that they've. There's this unspoken to comedy audience of people who want clean comedy, and they're filling the gap right now. Is that what they really? Yeah. Uh, interesting. I don't always do clean, but I can. Right. So I took me some doing, but I put together about a 35, 40 minutes, super clean, and not just clean. Yeah. Like jokes you could do on Conan, you right. cannot do in front of uh, Mormon clean family comedy. No, you comedy. can't. You can't. So you got to water things down for a crowd well, like that. Well, you definitely have to carve out anything political, anything yeah. edgy, right. anything sex. Polygamy, you can't say anything about well, that. Well, you, you can if it's gentle. Talk about big love. If it's gentle, you can. Right, right. What's the punishment for uh, for polygamy? More than one wife. Yeah, you probably, yeah, yeah, you probably true. can't do that joke. I think you should. <laughs> if anything, you know, people could appreciate and poking fun of themselves. That's what comedy's all about. All right, real quick, you got a, a partner in crime that's going to actually try his first at uh, comedy tonight. I think that's true. It hasn't one hundred percent committed, but I think Glenn's going to do three, four, five minutes. His name is Glenn. Yeah, his name is Glenn. Two Glens. Uh, that the two Glenn Glenn Sound. <laughs> Remember from uh, from the days of their sixties at the end. <laughs> well, that's great. Okay, so and then of course myself and Oz will be there to say, hey, we're so and so. Let's. Uh, uh, will we have any? Someone on my uh, website the other day, Facebook page, asked if they can go up there and do like a jerk. Uh, a choke off. So, sorry. A joke <laughs> off, ladies and gentlemen. A joke off on stage. Would you allow that? That's awful. <laughs> very hard to follow. Yeah, it is very hard to follow. Uh, I, I would, I, as a general a stroke, rule, I would about. say no to that. But yeah. I think in this situation, uh, we, we can welcome it. Okay. For a very short time. Very short time. Yes. Uh, there was a guy that walked in the bar. Okay, that's it. You're gone. <laughs> You're finished. All right, let's do this. Let's do a break. And, uh, Kostaki, I'll meet you at the bar. Awesome. All right, great. Let me do the break first. And, or rather, let me get into this. You room. never do anything fun. That's why you need to get your tickets for the Big Apple Music Community Boat Cruise. Wednesday, August 10th. And we're going to party. Get on the boat because Hot Kogan's going to be playing the hottest hits. Grab some cool drinks from the boat bar. Enjoy onboard food and snacks. It's the perfect date night or night out with friends. So, Call and get your tickets now by calling 315-782-1240. Tickets are just 28 bucks, and that's a lot cheaper than buying a boat. Just saying. It's the Big Apple Music Community Boat Cruise on Uncle Sam Boat Tours. It's coming up August 10th, so get on the party boat. Call 315-782-1240. 315-782-1240. Brought to you by Big Apple Music at the foot of the Arsenal Street Bridge and by Whitesboro Spring and Alignment, your Fisher dealer. On Washington Street, Watertown. To buy your tickets now, call 315 782 1240. Hey, North Country, this is Travis with Watertown Appliance. We now have complete kitchen packages in stock and priced with package discounts. Think outside the big box and shop kitchen appliances at Watertown Appliance on Factory Street. Hey, North Country, this is Travis of Waterton Appliance. We just got two truckloads of used appliances for our second floor showroom, and we have a warehouse close to bursting through the walls. So think outside the big box and shop used appliances at Waterton Appliance on Factory Street. Uh, thank you to Kostaki for coming uh, by. He's leaving. He left right now. Kostaki has left the building. And he's going to travel about, what, about a mile from here to get to uh, the Bad Apple Saloon. Prior to that, of course, he's going to take a shower. 
stunk up the place. He needs one. Just kidding. I actually got a haircut before uh, today's uh, show. I needed to. I look like Wolfman Jack. For uh, I mean, hair was growing out of my hair. So I, for the first time, I, I was uh, calling around. All the places were taken. Last-minute uh, dudes like me on a Friday in the summer of 2022 looking for a haircut. So I went to Walmart. And uh, I got myself a Walmart, a haircut at Walmart. So, and it, it worked out very well. One thing I noticed about a lot of things, uh, a lot of nuances in recent years that I just can't understand. We mentioned Bill Burr. He's the type of guy that says, why is this happening? Why? Why? Why do we have to wait? Blah, blah, blah. It's a little annoying, but he talks about slice-of-life stuff. Now you, there's two things that bother me now. You have to ask for a bag at a convenience store or grocery store or buy one, which is fine, $1.99 if it's one of those fabric bags. And then you for, inevitably you forget them. You never leave them in your car, so then they're, they're lost, and you buy another one the next 16 times. So that's one thing. Uh, but uh, the other thing that drives me nuts is that when you go to uh, get your hair cut, they, they don't clean your hair. In other words, you know, it, it's, it, to me, it's like it doesn't make it easier for you with a saturated head of hair so you can, you know, s- you know drain out all the hair, all the water. But when you, when, you, when you cut it, it's all wet, and then you can streamline it, and, you, you know, you, 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 you cut it precisely. And I stopped asking. You know, a couple of times, like maybe a year or so ago, I was, I was noticing that they're not cutting, they're not cleaning your hair. Okay, uh, sit right there. Oh, aren't you going to cut, aren't you going to clean my hair? And they look at you like, Why? I said, because uh, that's the way I remember doing it since I was five. And it's just one of those things. So they, what they do is they spray it, which, you know, the initial, whether it's too hot or too cold, whichever, no, inevitably it's always too hot when they put your head under the water. But it's great. It's a great way to get things started. But now they spray cold water in your ear of something that looks like, you know, they're, they're putting the final touches to a, to a birthday cake with. So it's just odd. Just odd, just an observation. But again, Glenn Curry doesn't complain because if you complain to the person that has scissors to your to your head, uh, that's not a good thing. Because if anything, if you piss off someone at any given time, it could be a bartender, it could be a convenience store person, uh, you, you, you might get something more than you bargained for, uh, like a lousy haircut or a little extra taken off the back that you didn't notice just because you were being a douche. 755-1240 is the number uh, to chime in. Uh, this is the Friday show uh, right here. You know, uh, Duffman reached out to me yesterday. He texted me. He says there's a great segment on uh, on the news last night, and I didn't know what he was talking about. I saw it uh, later last night, and I saw it again today, of Mel Bussler at the Jefferson County Fair uh, and, and doing a report with both uh, Councilman Cliff Olney and Jeff Smith. So, And they were there together. You know, eating cotton candy. I don't know if they were in the tunnel of love, but they were there at the Jefferson County Fair. So it was un- it was not set up by any means. But Bustle was there, lured them to the camera, smart. And uh, I thought it was a great segment. I agree with uh, the Duff Man. A great, great segment. Uh, so it brings it brings a new fresh like wow. These guys do get along, uh, and can get along. Um, it's not going to always happen. We might see another. You know, who knows. But um, that's it was a it was a very good segment on last night's live report from uh, Jefferson County Fair seven five five twelve forty. I know Fridays are a little difficult. So, uh, uh, it, what do we, what do we say? A lighthearted Friday, beautiful weather. Can't get any better. We do need we do rather need rain. Um, the grass is brown in certain areas. Golf courses don't look so hot now. But imagine what it looks like or will look like in August if we don't get rain in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully we will. Listen to this guy. He wants rain when everyone wants to go out to the beach. Well, yeah, but it, we, we can afford to have a little rain here and there, as long as it's on a Monday, uh, but we need it. Seven, uh, do I, what do I got to do? Call somebody here. Dip, 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 Let's see if this works. Sometimes it works. Sometimes. There we go. Oop, I'm calling somebody. I don't know why I'm calling it. I better hang, I better hang that up. They're probably calling Jim, Jim Levin by accident. But whatever. So the phones are working. That, that gets things started. Um, I did not listen to the hotline show today. I was out and about uh, doing things. So I have no idea whether or not something went crazy on, the, on, the, on his show. And uh, we talked at length about, you know, the things going on with the pool. I don't know if we want to go there anymore on a Friday. So uh, someone's calling in right now. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's happening? Duff, man. Yeah, I, you know, I was surprised at that. I mean, yeah, there was no promo or anything for it. I, you know, for 
whoever put that together, that was pretty clever. Well, don't you think they were there by chance and, and Bustler took advantage no, of it? No, no. come on. You're saying that they did that on purpose? I think they met down there. I think it was uh, somebody that put it together. Yeah, that's, I don't think Jeff Smith was going to be at the fair. On, you know, unless, unless all the council people were there for some type of thing in the... You know, like a milking contest or something like that. Right, but, uh, right. The obligatory. You know, maybe, maybe that's what it was. It could have been anything, but yeah. But somebody put it together. Hey, come here. We'll have this. They had the the sandwiches in their hands, and you know. But I thought it was pretty clever. It's one of the best things I've ever seen Channel Seven do. To be totally honest with you, I thought it was a good segment. Yeah. Uh, clever. Uh, you know, with the times, it was really uh, right. somebody put something into it. You know what I mean? A little effort. I agree. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I, no, I, was, I mean, it shocked me, and I, I thought, geez, this is a cool thing right here, you know, and I don't know who gets the credit for it, but uh, whoever it was that did it and was responsible for it, good move on your part, because hey, you know, you, that, that should go down as one of the classic uh, moments in uh, local TV history. And the timing is, is, is impeccable. So, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. all right, so I got my statement today from my, uh, you know, I have my investor. Uh, and, again, this is something, again, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not Charles Schwab, all right? I'm not, uh, I, I am not Mr. Wall Street. And uh, I got some sticker shock today. I went down quite a bit from, from uh, April 1st when I got my mm-hmm. first report after the first quarter. Um, what say you? What do we pull out of the market? I mean, you're, you're a no, numbers guy. No, 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 no. Listen, even people that had money in uh, in the stock market uh, uh, before the crash, if you left that money in there, you you recovered your money. Okay. So it's like I uh, told my wife: is just you leave it alone. Don't pull anything out of it. Don't touch it. Don't do anything right. with it. Uh, I've got mine in a separate. I've got my money in annuities. She has hers in, in mutual funds, so right. they kind of offset because they're inverse. If, if interest rates go up, mine go up. Uh, right. if, if interest rates go down, the stock prices go up. So, right. uh, you know, it's a good balance there. So, yeah, I, I would tell people is you, you know don't don't cash in and put it into something. I'll just wait for it to come back up again. Yeah, and it's amazing because well, I, I, that said, that's optimistic, uh, uh, Duffman. But when you hear all these gold ads, if, especially if you listen to someone like Glenn Beck. The world's coming to a close. We better take our money out of the bank now before there's a run on it. Like in the, it's a wonderful life or something. Yeah, yeah. But that scares me. That scares me. Let's say you go out, you go out and buy gold. Let's say. Okay? Yeah. Right. Nothing's guaranteed. You know, if, if you know, if if the world goes to kaput, nobody's going to be able to afford gold anyway, except for the real rich, and they've got enough of that. So, what would you do with that gold? I don't know. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Give the, it to Johnny. Thing is, is the thing is, 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 is food would be a commodity that when things are really bad, and the way that uh, uh, you, these guys like Gates and all these other people are doing, right. Uh, right. you know, buying up property and stuff, and buying farms, and the Chinese are buying farms. Right. I'd be nervous about that because food would be something that you would want to say, hey, uh, worst case scenario, you could sell food. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and food is, you can't eat gold. It's funny, there's right. there's a famous, uh, uh, well, not famous, but there's a Twilight Zone episode where these guys uh, go into these pods. They rob all this gold, and they hang out in the hills, and they put themselves into suspended animation, very similar to what we saw in Planet of the Apes, also written, of course, by John Serling, or Rod Serling, excuse me, from Binghamton. Yep. And uh, so the scenario at the end is they get out, they start killing each other because, you know, they everyone wants the money, just like from Goodfellas, and then they're down to one guy in the desert, and he's about to die because he needs water. He says, I will give you this gold if you can give me water. And the people are in a modern car from the future because, you know, they've been sleeping all these years. And the one husband says to the wife, can you believe someone actually thinks gold is worth more than water these days? So it's a great scenario because at the end of the day, Duff Man, you're right. You can't drink gold to keep al- to stay alive. Uh, waterfront right. property and money in the bank is, is, is really what you need. That's for sure. Well, even cash would be uh, useless if, you know, because with true. inflation, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, uh, look at the guy that found the $2,000 under his porch. If that same 2000 was worth 34000 uh when it was lost under his porch. Right. Right. In, in other words, yeah. I mean? right, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, this is all- the buying power. I remember working and making a, 125 a week and thinking, geez, I'm on top of the world. Yeah, right, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny that I, I talked to someone today. 
I said, geez, I just saw my statement. Boy, I took a hit. I didn't say the dollar amount, and then someone else told me, yeah, I lost $100,000. Well, $100,000, how much money you got in there? You lost $100,000. Jeepers, creepers. Oh, yeah. I kept my mouth shut after that. Uh, but, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a scary thing when you, when you see the, what was 90 days ago where it is today. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I, I honestly don't understand it. I don't want to panic. I don't want to jump off a bridge yet. But uh, I do need answers, so I made a quick call and said, "Hey, I want to, I want to find out what's going on here. Well, what can I do?" Well, look here? at the way, look at the way the market's gone. It's gone a good six years. Uh, oh, that's not. A, it was amazing yet. when it hit twenty, and it and it was up to thirty. What thirty seven? Now it's hovering around yeah, thirty one. No, it was up, up seven hundred, almost seven hundred points today. So yeah, yeah, that'll recover a little bit, and you're going to get that. I, I mean, know. if I you know. were really uh, smart yeah. and you had some extra dough, right. you'd be buying. No, I know. I know. Hey, hey, listen. That's why I have a guy. You know him too, by the way. Uh, and you know, it just you depend on this. Per, the, uh, pe- hey, look. You depend on a guy to fix your car, to fix your lungs, to put a, a stick up your butt for a colonoscopy because you can't do that. I depend on someone to cut my hair today. So I depend on yeah. someone to make sure that my money's in the right place. So I, I hopefully, and I know I have a good guy there. I'm, I, I'm not worried about him. Uh, I'm worried about the world, Duffman. I'm worried about Joe no, Biden. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and getting oil from Saudi Arabia when he can get it right here in his front yard. It's just, it's sickening to see this. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's been a bad year for America. And let me tell you something, and I got to go because I got to do a break and someone's calling. It's probably Jason Trainer. Uh, but what really is, 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 is sad. The Avaldi thing is is bad, uh, Duff. It's bad for police. It's bad for Texas. It's bad for children. But on top of all that, it's bad for America. What happened in Texas and and uh, 114 minutes of a video of guys standing around waiting for someone to take the charge and save lives. That that might have been one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in American history. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that it's not good for America. It's been a bad month. Uh, whenever, uh, when, you know, bad month in Buffalo, bad month in, uh, in, in anywhere where there's uh, atrocities like this. But this uh, is is the worst because of the the, the lack of balls uh, from a, a score of, of 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 men who could have taken charge and they didn't. It's just I, I I'll never wrap myself around that stuff. I, I I don't think anyone will. I don't. I couldn't. I, I don't either. And especially hearing gunshots go off, knowing that. The kids are in there, and they're all—they're all kids from. Your and you—you you got shields, you got helmets, you got protection. You have you know, a cachet of your own. You, and this one guy, this one twenty-year-old, one-year-old punk in there, uh, having his way, and and you're worried about getting shot. I mean, I, 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 now you got to live with yourself. Look, I got to live with myself. You know, we all do. You know, we all make mistakes. But Duff, I, I don't know if I could live with myself knowing I was one of those guys that just sat there and did nothing. It, it, nothing. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, but anyway, I got to go, but I wanted to get that off. Thanks, stuff, man. Hopefully, uh, we'll see All you right. soon. Uh, that's the All right. Man the, uh, live at five show. Hi, you're in the air real quick. Holy crap, man. I know. You got two lines. Yeah, I, well, no, yeah, I know, but I'm talking to Duff, man. I'm talking to the Duff, man. <laughs> and on and on and on. Um, I, I was there behind the camera yesterday. <coughs> I was there. Where? Um, uh, at the fairgrounds. <laughs> oh, well, you really? <laughs> yeah, we the, no, you know, Mel Buster gets all the responsibility or the the pays for that. He he called them up and asked them if they do it. And oh, okay. By a chance thing, you know, he 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 thought it up. Asked asked if they thought it was a good idea, and he kept it secret from Jeff Cole. So Jeff Cole, <laughs> I was surprised when it came on. Too. So it was or- it was it was orchestrated. You're saying? It, yeah, it was orchestrated, but you know, I mean, that was a good thing. He you know that was a. Smart Mel, and yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it's funny thing, Jeff, Jeff Smith tried to give me a sandwich after, and I was like, no, thank you. And he's like, I didn't do anything to it. <laughs> I'm like, no, it had, it had cheese and onions and peppers and my ass. So wait a minute, you were saying that you were behind, oh, okay. the, you actually were the cameraman on that for Channel 7? No, no, I was standing behind, I was oh, okay. standing behind the cameraman. I, I'm right. not saying I, I had anything to do, I just was there, uh, witnessed uh, the, well, hey, look, I know I pick on Mel Bussler and so forth, uh, uh, you know, for wiping his eyebrows all the time. But uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, that was a good segment. I agree with Duff. Yeah, uh, it was very, yeah very and he good. put yeah, it together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's excellent. Excellent, yeah, excellent. No, no doubt. Excellent. We're talking about it right well, now. Yeah, I got a commercial. I know. I got to do a break. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah, okay, thanks. cool. That's uh, SG here on the Live at Five show. Lighthearted, right? We'll be back. For too long, liberals in Albany and Washington have tried to push us around. But it's a single mom who raised a Marine conservative Claudia Tenney knows how to take on the left and fight for our communities. As a congresswoman, Claudia stood up for our freedom of speech when Democrats tried to cancel conservatives. When the extremists tried to defund the police, Claudia backed the blue. 
when politicians like AOC push to restrict the Second Amendment, Marine mom and proud gun owner Claudia Tenney protected our right to bear arms. When Biden threw open the gates at the border, Claudia said no to free handouts and social security benefits for illegals. And when Democrats targeted her, President Donald Trump gave his complete and total endorsement to Claudia Tenney. Tough, tenacious Claudia Tenney for Congress. I'm Claudia Tenney, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Claudia Tenney for Congress. Earn more for every dollar saved with AmeriQ. Open a new 12-month share certificate at 1.77% APY. Save more with your credit union. Get started at AmeriQ.org slash save today. APYs are current as of June 21st and are subject to change without notice. Minimum balance to open is $1,000. Fees may reduce earnings. Withdrawals of principal are subject to early penalties. Insured by NCUA. AmeriQ. For every day. For everything. Oh, hey now. All right, we have. Um, someone is asking me if you have a mic stand. We need a mic stand. Anybody have a mic stand out there? I got one at my my on the lake. Listen to me. Oh, I have one over there, uh, but I don't have it at this location. I have it somewhere else. All right, these are the last-minute things that happen uh, in any event, especially if it's the first time you're doing something like this. Uh, so if we get a mic stand, we'll get a mic stand. We'll, we'll get it. We'll, we'll figure it out. I might have to steal one from this building. I'm looking around. Is there a mic stand in here? I'm looking in the two studios. I know there's something or other in here I can get. Uh, where was I? we got a couple of minutes left. If you want to chime in, Jason Trainer wants to change the world. Uh, uh, by all means. By the way, I, I misspoke yesterday. I, I made the assumption that um, Ivanka Trump was, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the cause of death, who I thought was heart disease. For some reason or other, was not. She fell down a flight of stairs at her apartment. Uh, but she has been f- feeling ill, according to the article I wrote, for the last couple of, uh, read rather, uh, for the last couple of weeks. So I don't know. So it's just a, you know, 73 for someone like her, as healthy as she was, um, that's very young, and it's a shame. It's just that sudden death that can happen to any one of us. You know, just look out what you're doing because, you know, that crazy driver texting or that someone or other doing something stupid that uh, might take your life. If you can evade that, you might live another 80 years. That's what scares me the most about something that can happen that can just, you know, stop your life in a flash. So be careful out there, folks. We talk to Joe Stanley about those things all the time. And uh, in, uh, myself included, we don't, we, we, we don't take it seriously enough. Just uh, watch out for yourself because there's a lot of crazy, crappy drivers out there. AM 1240 WE10 in Watertown. See you next week. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Facet Wealth. I'm Stacey Lynn in Washington. President Biden met with the Saudi royal family today. After the meetings, he addressed the press. I'm Steve Dorsey in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. President Biden told reporters here he told Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman his country needs political reform. Jamal Khashoggi, will you apologize to his family, sir? Mr. Biden also confronted him over the death of critic and Washington Post writer Jamal Khashoggi after the prince ignored questions about it during his meeting with the president. He basically said that he uh, he, he was not personally responsible for it. I, I indicated I thought he was. The president also said the U.S. will work on enhancing defense of the country in the face of Iran's evolving nuclear program. And